0: Welcome to the 81 Podcast. It is your host, Asfali. Lee. I'm joined today by Austin Wild Indoor, his pro, semi-pro, and LA Harbor Juco wide receiver and rapper, I believe it is Brandon Pablo Jackson. And Easter. your stage name, and tell and, and let the listeners know what your stage name is.
1: On my stage name, Pablo Allah.
0: Pablo Allah, Allah, so it's great, man. All right, how are you doing today, man?
1: Uh man, I'm good. Appreciate you for having me too, man. 100%, 100%.
0: So how's how was your New Year's?
1: Uh, it was pretty good. I've uh, still been working mostly, but it was good for the most part.
0: 100%, 100%. You know, obviously, New Year's 2021 is kind of with Wednesday. I mean, we it, it, it ain't been that much of a fucking drop-off since, you know, what we seen last year, bro. It's just crazy. Yeah, so, yeah that's it's true. Crazy. It's true. Okay, so yeah. All right, so yeah, cut a little, 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 little. we're going to start off with the early life and your beginnings, and so pretty much go from there, you know, to kind of get to where you got to today. So kind of, uh, were you was football your first sport? And I believe you're originally from Houston, right?
1: Yeah, I'm, I'm originally from Houston, and funny that you asked that because it, it wasn't actually. I grew up yeah. my entire life playing basketball from, like, the age of six. So, like, yeah. from the age of six up until, like, I want to say, like, 13, 14, I played AAU. I won national championships. I traveled all across the world. Like, basketball was my first love. So,
2: yeah.
1: it wasn't until probably, like, middle school once I, like, actually started playing, like, contact football. And then, I don't know, it's just something about it that it was just, like, man, like, don't get me wrong, basketball cool, but bro, I'm killing football, so I'm yeah. like, Yeah, you know, you get to oppose your will on people, you get to score touchdowns. Like, I don't know, it was just something about football that I was just like, Yeah, I'm gonna try this. So, yeah, we have like a um thing called JPD, junior professional development, sponsored by the NFL, mm-hmm. they do it for like each level of like school. So, for me. Mine had like some of the top high schools, like within our districts or within the city or whatever. So I did real, real, real well. And I actually got a chance to go to Lamar High School here in Houston. It's like a real, real good football school. So I kind of regretted that I didn't play basketball at Lamar, but I just played football my whole four years. And actually, I tore my ACL my senior year. And then that, that derailed a lot of stuff for me. And I actually still had an opportunity to go to Texas Southern University, but me being at the time, I didn't have like, I don't want to say I didn't have a support system, but I didn't have people that went through that, that could like actually tell me what was needed. And they offered me a scholarship and I didn't know how to go about it. So I didn't know that you actually had to tell the coach right then and there, like I accept. Yep. So I thought it was a mutual understanding. So come that uh, signing day, I call the coach or whatever. And I'm like, hey coach, I am I need to know what to do about my letter and my hat. And woo. And he was like, oh, man, we, we gave your offer away. We didn't think you wanted to come. And I'm like,
2: oh, man. yeah,
1: <laughs> like I had been telling everybody all year that I was going to TSU. Like, yeah. So from there, I went on to um, Texas College where I tried to walk on, but the program wasn't, I didn't really like the program. So and then that's when I ended up going to um, L.A. Harbor College. And actually, I went to um, L.A. Harbor College because one of my best friends who went to Lamar, Bram Kohausen, he played on the TCU uh TCU team with Kobe, the uh, my brother who played around. Yep. Yeah. So he called me one day out the blue. I'm literally at the house just chilling. And he was like, Hey, bro, you, you still want to play football? And I'm like, Yeah, what you mean? Like, hell yeah,
0: I want to play hell football. Hell yeah, you he want to get the fuck out there, boy. <laughs> yeah.
1: So he was yeah. like he was like, You wanna come to LA with me and go to uh JUCO in LA? And I'm like, What? Like. I don't got no money. He was like, don't worry about it. none of that. Just just come on. Right. So I told my people, and oddly, my people was like, don't do it. Like, don't go. And I'm like, <laughs> don't yeah. go. Like, right. Yo, I'm crazy. Like, I'm going. So yeah. I end up going. And, and it was actually a good experience. It was actually fun. I ended up getting hurt, and mm-hmm. I couldn't finish the season. So I ended up coming back. But, yeah, I ain't going to lie. It, it was a pretty, pretty odd experience. But I can honestly say every step that I went through, I enjoyed it.
0: So kinda and, and and I and you kinda you kinda walked through everything. so I'm I'm actually gonna roll back a little bit. because so obviously mm-hmm. you mentioned your ACL Terry senior year. Were you recruited? And you mentioned Texas Sun gave you a scholarship. Were you recruited by any other schools during that time?
1: Yeah, uh Texas AM and Baylor. And they Baylor. Didn't, they they didn't actually offer me, but mm-hmm. they would also they would always send me um letters. I had a couple coaches that came to the school and talked to me. Right. Their main thing was just they wanted to see film and just see how I finished out, but like I said, before my senior year could even get started, actually in 7-on-7, seven seven, you know, the tournament before the season. Yeah,
0: yep, yep, yeah. yep.
1: I tore my ACL in that. Like, it was a big tournament they have down here, and it was, like, the game before the championship against DeSoto High School, and I mm-hmm. tore my ACL.
0: Uh, it's tough, man, you know what I mean? Because, like, you know, all the opportunities you have for to get in front of all the national coaches, you know, for all the programs, you know? I mean, the yeah. championship game is, is a huge platform. Go ahead.
1: I couldn't go to any camps or nothing that summer. Like, that, that really messed me up
0: yeah and it's funny funny you mentioned that because the juco route i had my coach coach dub on neil a few you may have seen the episode when i posted the announcement but he actually was my coach at San Jose city college and so mm-hmm. obviously my story was that i wasn't able to play in high school so because my grades were too bad so by the time i got my grades up it was it was already my junior senior years so i was like that's pointless right so pretty yeah. much that's why i started walking on juco and pretty much coach dub said this because like he got his first coaching break outside high school at juco at stockton jc not too far away or saw Solano, jc not too far away from here. he basically said when you go to juco you're basically betting against yourself right yeah so kind of for you obviously being a player who had a scholarship and had that taken away from you and kind of moving across the country from texas to california to la a brand new environment you don't know anybody besides your boy you know what i mean it must have been like kind of like okay you, you know you feel like you're definitely betting on yourself and against everyone you know
1: exactly and that's exactly how it felt because in a sense all the guys there they were used to each other like the area they were used to everything pretty right. much and like you say, they were too, but for me, everything was new. Like everything, like even the the style of football was different. Like I was used to like this gritty, like hard-nosed like football versus them. It's all just speed. Like everything is just fast. Like you had guys who could just run for days, like right. just for days. <laughs> but then you'll get on the football field and they wasn't the most like physical guys. Like if you were like, for instance, we had a couple of receivers. Actually, one of my good friends from there, his name was Corey Butler-Bird. He went to Utah. He was one of the exceptions. This guy was amazing. But for the most part, everybody else was – it was different. So, the plan aspect was kind of different as, as far as, like, the living aspect of being in Cali as well. So, yeah, it, it was.
0: It was. And obviously, you know, for you kind of, you know, adapting adjusting to Cali, right? Because L.A., yeah. I mean, I know L.A., but you tell me what it was like for you going to L.A. for the first time
1: oh i ain't gonna i loved it i loved it well the area i lived on hermosa beach so we had like this little strip so every day like when we weren't going anywhere i just walked down the beach strip and just either they had this one like deli spot i can't remember the name of it but bro every single day almost i used to get this pastrami sandwich with banana peppers (laughs) man that sandwich (laughs) used to be so good but the people was cool i loved the weather it was funny because I remember one day I walked out on the practice field, and I'm like, I swear I was just walking. I'm like, man, this feels so good right now. And then one of the dudes from Kelly walked up to me and was like, Oh, it's so hot, bro. And I was like, What? Like you <laughs> tripping, bro? Like this man, this feels good. Like, right? <laughs> no, my bad. But I'm like, it's a whole breeze. Like it's everything. And you walk up talking about it's hot. I'm like
0: crazy yeah yeah obviously because you know when you're in Houston it's a different kind of heat because it's humidity on top of kind of, you know, you also trying to, you know, play out there with, with the heat index, right? Because exactly. I remember when I, was, when I was in Houston a few years ago, I went to go see the Texans play. It was Deshaun Watson's rookie year. He actually played the Browns. And mm-hmm. basically, I mean, like, I mean, they I mean, I mean, the Browns got the work. They got, they, they, I mean, yeah, yeah you know, yeah, I mean, I mean, you know, obviously, and we're going to talk about your favorite team in a bit, but, you know, obviously, I mean, like, I know, I know. Are you still, are you still a Texas fan? Or can I, where, where's your head after DeAndre Hopkins got traded, bro? <laughs>
1: Man, I, I joked with everybody this year. I told everybody that I was going to be a Cardinals fan until next yeah. year. Yeah. But no, nah, I'm, I'm a Texans fan for sure.
0: So pretty much, you know, when I was there, it was 98 degrees. 98 degrees, but then the heat index basically brought it up to a different, no. You know, 10. 10- yes. Yeah,
1: exactly. Yeah. And that's yeah. the thing. That's what people fail to realize. It'll be days to where it actually gets to 100, 101, 102, plus the heat index, and you out there in full pads with a helmet on like. man I don't I really I truly don't think people understand like the severity of that like it'd be real
2: out there 100%.
0: one hundred percent, because I mean, obviously, over here when I when I play juco ball here in the Bay, it's all it's not L.A., but it's like five hours north, but still Cali, you know. It was yeah. 95 degrees of heat. The moment I the moment I strap up, the sweat just starts pointing point my forehead. And then I went to Chicago and I played semi pro ball for 2018. And then it was like we're right next to the lake. so all the mosquitoes came to come in. You know what I'm saying? And then just buying Dang. the shit out of you, just like trying to fight them off. You know what I'm saying? And then you got to put <laughs> like, your pads on. Like I was like, man. So <laughs> you, you you already know so.
1: Yeah. I think luckily for me playing in Texas first, I think anywhere else that I go to, I'll be good. Yeah. Unlike unless, unless like it's like Colorado where like the the air and stuff. Yeah, is but other than that, yeah. I think I'll be good. Yeah. Florida is different. Florida yeah. is like a different season every five hours. I right. feel like.
0: And pretty much, you know, my coach, Coach Dub, who I, who, I, who I keep referencing, he went to Tulane from Sam from Fresno State, and he's mm-hmm. like, and he's like, over there, he's like, the South, like them boys are just ready. You know what I'm saying? Like same thing. Yeah. Obviously, you know, you from the South because football is. I mean, oh, especially in Texas, you can attest to this. Like Texas football, you went to Lamar High School. I'm not sure how big the stadium is, but it's almost like collegiate size, right? Like it's almost like the you atmosphere know? for sure at my school yeah. was like,
1: yeah, we had pep rallies the whole nine, like, yeah. It is. And especially now that it's gotten bigger, it's a lot more schools that's that's like that now. So yeah, Back. it's for sure like college.
0: For sure like college, you know. So you already got the like, experience. Honestly, there's some high school teams,
1: and I hate to say this because people will be like, Oh, he'd be he, he full of it, but this is a couple of high school teams that could be the couple of JUCO teams.
0: Oh, I'm sure. Bet like that. Yeah.
1: We'll run through them easily.
0: And to that point, you know, I mean that that's all that's that, that's perfect segue. How did your experience at Lamar prep you for LA Harbor?
1: Actually, my experience at Lamar, I haven't had another experience like Lamar yet, football-wise. Because at Lamar, it was, like, damn near professional. Like, right, you had to do what was necessary. There wasn't, no. oh, I'm not going to do this that day. I'm not going to do, like, no. Like, for instance, um when the season wasn't in hand, like, when the season was over, we still had our football period. Mm-hmm. One day you in the gym, or we'll do half day in the gym, half on the field, like, every single day. You can go before school. You can go. During your lunch, you can go after school, but every like it was everything was mandatory. It wasn't, oh, we gonna like at Lamar. My entire four years, there was always football during always. the spring, summer. <laughs> fo- like football never stopped, never.
0: And, and 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 I, and I think that's that, that that's it's just a really good point, kind of of our previous discussion about kind of the culture of football in Texas, right? Yeah. It it really it's it's a lifestyle. It's a lifestyle. And you know when I went to UT Austin to visit, kind of the big school, but even even the smaller schools, you know, I mean, I coached Gay Martinez, who's actually there for West Texas Warbirds. It doesn't matter if you're in H-town, if you're in D-town, if the Big D, if you're out in Austin, yeah. it's all the same, bro. Like you're gonna be in it. You know what I'm saying? And the crazy,
1: the crazy part about it is like I tell people even in semi-pro now, like practices, like my practices in high school at Lamar were collegiate because when right. I went to LA Harbor, it was the same setup, but the intensity of the practice was totally different at Lamar than what it was at LA Harbor. Like it was actually better. Like we competed hard at Lamar. Like yeah. it was for something. Like we were the best in our district, the best in HISD, and we had to, you know, uphold to that. Coaches wouldn't let you slack none of that. So when I'm getting to L.A. Harbor, when I'm getting to college, I'm thinking, damn, we finna be in the weight room. We finna be – the hardest thing about L.A. Harbor was the running. I kid you not. Right. <laughs>
2: like,
1: they <laughs> ran forever, and yeah. that was it. As far <laughs> as, like, the physicality, the coach didn't make us go to the weight room. Like, he didn't. Oh, really? It wasn't – oh, we had – like, it was never a team workout. Like, the main thing we did as a team was practice, pretty much. Okay.
0: Yeah, lucky you. I mean, I Valley, they made us go away from every other day, bro. <laughs> yeah, no, they didn't. Yeah. I, I did on my
1: own, but yeah. as far as, like, mandatory weight sessions, like, no, nah, we really didn't have those. A...
0: Yeah, cool. Oh, that's good. So, like, so, now, basically, you're at L.A. Harbor. Talk to me about kind of your actual playing career. Like, when your first, your freshman year, your sophomore year, were you there for two years, or were you only there for one year? No, nah, I was it? only
1: there for one year. Yeah, yeah, so the crazy part about me was I literally got there the week before the season started. Mm-hmm. And Bram was recruited. So I came like kind of like came along with him. So the coaches, they entrusted in me. So I saw the field, but I didn't get as playing as much playing time as I felt as if I should have gotten. And then I want to say like week five is when I broke my finger against Riverside. And after that, that was my last game. RCC. So yeah, I touched the field in probably, like, I want to say probably, like, three out of five games, like, respectfully. But as far as, like, putting up numbers and stuff like that, like, nah. Yeah. And to this day, I kind of got a thing against the coach. I respect him. Um, He actually played in the NFL. I don't even want to say his name right now. but he It's your episode, though. motherfucker. Goddamn. <laughs> uh, I think it was Edel Shepard or some shit like that. Yeah. Yeah. I used to always make fun of him because he, like, dropped a game-winning touchdown against – um. <laughs> Somebody he played he played for the Buccaneers. He was a cool dude. It was just, yeah. I don't know. I guess me being young at the time, him being hard on me, he was trying to get the best out of me. But I wasn't looking at it that way. And we used to always bump heads, and and that's not even the type of player that I am to go against the coach or you know be doing all that. But yeah, and yeah, like and I said, yeah. once the injury happened, and I couldn't play, like it was just kind of like I don't want to be living down here for free off of somebody, and I'm supposed to be you know playing and going to school and whatnot. So I just end up coming back home.
0: And kind of to that point, I, I think I think that's another good point because obviously with coaches, you know, we do, it's hard to separate because especially when you're a young player and you're trying to kind of learn, try to prove yourself. It's you obviously, Drew, you're trying, to, you're bending against yourself. You're thinking you have to come up with a mentally tough mindset that okay, like I'm here to prove myself. But then you also have to be coachable, right? Yeah. you have to be coachable, and, and sometimes it's hard to balance the two because you have to be mentally tough enough to know that you're not, you know, you you got passed up. A, 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 somewhere along the way something happened and you weren't able to be at the four year, but mm-hmm. you're also you're also recognizing that that you have to also be able to recognize that your coaches are there to help you get to that level. But even though you yeah. feel like you're talented enough, cause you were at one point to be a scholarship player, you know, they're still, you're here yeah. for a reason. You know what I mean? And, and, I, and I totally can resonate with that.
1: And but, I kind of was looking at it. Like I knew I didn't have much time because I knew once that season went over, Bram was leaving coach, yeah. the coach head coach, I right, our rest in peace to coach. He, he asked me, he was like, man, you can stay here. You can team up with some of the players, get an apartment. Woo, woo, woo. But I wasn't looking at it like that. I was like, even if it's not to a D1 or something, at least let me build up at least enough film to where I can go back to Texas and be, you know, in a better situation versus being stuck in California where it's like, that's far from my family. They they, they really didn't have too much opportunities to be able to help me like that. So once I saw like, Amber, it's like, I'm gonna be stuck here another year. It was like, I don't know. Like, yeah, I don't know.
0: And you kind of you kind of made a decision for your kind of what you alluded to your family and obviously coming back home it it, it would be something more familiar and a lot of the guests on the show have also kind of had have had that same message that same journey, being close to family is important you know and when you move across the country for I don't care what level juco arena whatever right pro and you're away from your family it's hard you know what i mean because yeah. the adjustment and especially like you said as a kid trying to you know just make ends meet <laughs> trying to go to school yeah, and trying true. to get proven like especially here living in la or you know, cali cost of living versus taxes cost of living it's not sometimes it may not even be worth it you know
1: and that's the thing once i realized what the cost of living was i was like oh, man. and then i didn't know anybody so i could have like teamed up with some guys but it was like i'm trusting some guys that i really don't know yeah. To so like, these are life decisions that I'm making right now, and I was like, "No, nah, I don't think this is the best thing to do."
0: Hundred percent. So you obviously eventually made the decision for yourself and moved back home. So kind of where yes. did your career take you from there after LA Harbor?
1: This is when semi pro started actually, and me being at the time I was still young, I actually no so, actually about yeah.
0: Let seven. me let, let, let me backtrack. What what year did you graduate high school, and what year were you at LA Harbor?
1: I graduated Lamar 2011. I was at Lamar, uh, LA Harbor 2013.
2: 13,
1: yeah. Uh, the year after I graduated, I didn't play football the year after uh, yeah. I went to a school in Florida to just do my like school stuff to get my school stuff out the way. So when I did go to a school, I would already have that situated. But I went to Texas College. I had a friend. He knew the coach, everything. And he was like, hey, the coach will give you a visit and everything. I went on a visit. The school was cool, but the coach kind of amped everything up. So then when I get there in the summer, I get to talking to players and everything and they like, man, we haven't won a game in five years and (laughs) blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, what? Like what the hell we get out there? Like, bro, it was some of the like worst shit I've ever seen in my life. If you look up Texas college football in Tyler, Texas, you'll see like, Oh yeah. No. So I finished out the um, first year there. And then that's when I went back home and I was just trying to just figure things out. And then that's when Bram called me and was like, Hey bro, like, you want to come to LA and I'm like fuck it.
2: Yeah.
0: And obviously now you know, you know so it's, it's good to ask the question right cuz now we now we have we have the full kind of time on. your if mean, Texas college is a four year, right? Two yeah, year?
1: No, Texas college is a two year.
0: Two year. Okay. Well, no, so, no no
1: no, I take that back. It
0: is a four year. It is a four. It It
1: is. Yeah, it's a yeah. four year.
0: Yeah, so you went from a, you went from a, you went to a four-year. You're gonna walk on, maybe get earned a scholarship, but then you obviously saw kind of how uncompetitive the program was, and then and then it
1: wasn't even the thing about it. It was that too. But some of the like guys that was on the team that were upperclassmen, I, I would ask them, and they would be like, "Yeah, I've been here since a freshman. Yeah, I've been trying to get out, but coach not really helping me. Coach was mainly sort mainly trying to keep his players so he can build a competitive team versus <laughs> getting them out to go, you know, help them out. So I was like, yeah, no, nah, I'm not finna stick around for that."
0: nah and, and obviously I think it was best for you to kind of you know obviously go again cross country and get that experience of playing juco out here in Cali and you yeah. know I mean and I and I mean you know I mean I mean you you what's your perception of your run at least for your college career because your college career stopped around that point so kind of how how, how how do you reflect on your college career you know
1: man I honestly man it sucks because my honestly with my football career I it was a lot of missed opportunities I feel like like it right. was a lot of things that could have went a lot differently but at the end of the day, you got to be kind of just be satisfied with it. I don't have any regrets, really, because there was a lot of things that was out of my control, like my me tearing my ACL. I, I, I couldn't do anything about that. I had a bunch of people who used to be like, oh, man, you shouldn't have did that or you should have did this. And I'm like, how how did how would I know? You act like I, I did it on purpose. But... <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I've had opportunities to actually do other things. I tried out for the Chinese Football Arena, uh, mm-hmm. the Chinese Football Arena League. That was pretty cool. That was a good experience. And as far as the college, uh, I, it's hard because I really didn't just get the, the college experience that I I wanted. So, but just the atmosphere and meeting new people and going to different places, you can't beat that. Because I saw some stuff that I probably would have never been able to see before. So,
0: hundred percent, you know, and and, that, and that's what you cherish. You focus on the positives, kind of with the experiences you gain from it, and all even yeah. even negatives reflect on it. You you said like those those are life lessons. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that that helps. Still to
1: this day. I got friends from those experiences that that'll go with me till I mean, till it's over.
0: You know what I'm saying? And that that's exactly it. The same thing with me. Like my JUCO years. Like you know, I mean, my sophomore year was my best year, but we went 0 10. But like some of my friends, my team, and they they end up cutting our program two years later. But my Damn. friends from that team are still are, are still my best friends to this day. You know what I mean? Damn. And so that's pretty much you know. I mean, it is what it is. You know, what I mean, but kind yeah. of to your point. You know, sometimes you know you you don't really like you said, you, you don't get to choose what cards are dealt to you, but you basically roll with them. You know, yeah, as they come. Exactly. Kind
1: of, so. Exactly. And once all of that happened, like for a while, I thought about getting into coaching. I actually did coach a little league team at one point, but it's a lot of things you learn from all the shit I learned as a player from coaches. Like you could take that and and build on it yourself. So as far as football, I play semi pro now. But in the end, I do see myself as far as like coaching or being like a trainer or something.
0: hundred percent. But now actually no, but now we're going to get in semi pro. So you're done with Juco. You come back home now. This semi pro starts around 2013 or 14. What year is that? I believe
1: it was 2013. Like, it was yeah. the same year that I left L.A. Harbor, like, that spring. That spring. Is when okay. I started. Yeah. So, okay. and that was actually crazy because I always heard about it, but I never knew exactly how to get into it. Yeah. And I had yeah. a friend. He was like, hey, bro, I, got, I know it's semi-pro team. My cousin played for them. They're practicing at this park. So, I was like, all right. And at the time, I was playing quarterback. Yeah. So, I show up to the practice, and I killed it. And the coach was like, man, we want you woo-woo. It was the Texas Lone uh, long Stars. So, and shout out to the Texas Lone Stars, too. Coach CB, Mama Boykins, and the whole staff. I love everybody over there. Like shout out, my baby. People. Yeah. yeah. So, I played my first year with them as quarterback, and I learned a lot. Man, I yeah. learned a lot. Yeah. So much. Uh, we actually got to the conference championship my first year with the Texas Lone Stars. Wow. Then, after that, I met a whole group of guys from that. <laughs> we ended up calling ourselves two live. So, it was probably like me and probably like six, seven other guys. After that year, we was like, let's go like build on something because the Long Stars, they was they was moving on. They was like, I don't think they were having a team. It was something we was like, we need to, like, you know, go build on something with us. So we all moved to a team called the Texas Blazing Bulls.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: First year we went like, I think I want to say we went like seven and three. Mm-hmm. And it was so crazy how we end up, like, losing out the playoffs. If you know Semi-Pro, you know Semi-Pro crazy as hell. Like, yeah. <laughs> bro, and Semi-Pro, for those who don't know, some of the craziest shit can happen in Semi-Pro. Tell so them, P, baby. We get to the playoffs. Yeah. We show up to the game. We got, like, well, I think we'd be short, like, two refs or shorter ref. Right. So we sitting there waiting, and the other team was like, you know what? We just going to go ahead and play the game. Like, if the ref show up, he show up, we just going to go ahead and play the game. We won the game, mm-hmm. but because we was the home team, they went back and protested it to the league that we didn't have enough refs after telling us to just go ahead and play. And they made <laughs> us forfeit. our win. Man. So we ended up finishing the uh, season seven and three. The three came from that, that loss. Well, we would have been like eight and two going on or whatever happened. Yeah. So I played receiver that year. And that's from some of the film that you see me with the, um the silver Jersey or like yes, you would like the red and lime green uh, playing receiver that's from that team and we I played with them for probably like three years
2: mm-hmm.
1: three years I made a couple all-star teams yeah I traveled a couple places that, that team was pretty cool but hands down my best semi-pro experience came from when I played with the Spartans hands Spartans. down yeah I played with the Spartans for probably like four or five years like my first year that was the first time I actually had competitive football
0: so the, lone, so the Lone Stars, When did, the, did you join the Spartans after the Lone Stars? Yeah. Okay, so you, you ended the Lone Stars in 2015, is that right?
1: Yeah, it was either 2014 or 2015, because I think 2013 was when I left L.A. Harbor, so that spring yeah. going into it, so I think it was like the 2013-2014 season, I believe. Yeah,
0: 2014. So you played two years uh, with the Lone Stars and you went over to the Spartans, correct?
1: No, a year with the Lone Stars, and then I did the years with the um. The Spartans. Texas Blazing Bulls. The
0: Blazing Bulls. Okay. And how many yeah. years was that?
1: I believe it was three, if I'm not mistaken. It was three years with the Texas Blazing Bulls. Because the first year we played in the Craft, then one year we played in the DTFA, and then one year I think we played in the 2-5, I believe.
0: 2-5. And then after that or simultaneously you joined the Spartans?
1: Uh, after that, I joined the
0: Spartans. There we go. Okay. So this is yeah. around 2016 or 2015? Yeah. yeah 2016. Yeah, like okay. 2015,
1: Bulls. 2016, around that time. Probably Perfect. 16. Oh.
0: 16 all right it's now in 2016 all right
1: let's go yeah so man 2016 the spartans they was one of the best teams in the uh um, in the city and they actually had won the championship in the league that we played in the year before when undefeated mm-hmm. and they just kept asking me year after year like come on bro like you would be a good like you would be good for our team so i was just like fuck it all right come on because actually my team we had went to shits after that like after that third year like people stopped showing up like we started switching coaches like Shit just went down. So I didn't have much of a choice. So it was just a matter of me picking a team. And I'm like, shit, they steady asking this. They got the family vibe. Like, so I went over. And man, I shit you not, my very first practice. Shout out my boy Jalen. He <laughs> one of the best players that I've ever played with in this in my pro shit, period. Like, bro's an athlete all around. So like I told you back to practices at Lamar, how yeah. competitive yeah. they were and all that. We get to practice. And this is one of the first times they get to practice in the in the summer. We fully padded in the summer for a semi-pro practice. Right, so I'm like, okay. I bet. <laughs> Let's go, baby. Out there and what Ring I rings Ring rings that season. <laughs> entire practice felt like a whole game. And damn, I wish I had one of my rings right now. I don't even know where I put it. Okay. but I do got one of my rings. It's in my box somewhere. Got you. But um, I um that that whole practice man it was like a, a game. Like I kid you not, like that shit was physical. We was out there banging like everything like. And from that point on, like, yeah, like the Spartans is probably one of like the best team that I've played for in semi-pro period.
0: And with the Spartans, did you guys, you guys, you guys won rings with the Spartans, correct?
1: Yeah, well, I won one. They won yeah. one one the year before I joined them. And we won one just this
0: past summer. This past summer? Oh, congratulations. 2020 yeah, national champions. It. Yes, sir. Appreciate <laughs> and, I, and, and I think to your point, which is a good one. You the difference, and this is this is my personal opinion. This isn't you know kind of this just one of why I've observed. Right, I think Mm -hmm. Texas football at all levels is just another level of football when we talk about even semi pro. And the reason I say that is because I know your boy Colby played for the Houston Ducks for a little bit, and and pretty much and they're also national championship kind of caliber team. Mm-hmm. And essentially, kind of, you know, with that, I know that they play a national championship game against the team. I was in Illinois during that time when, when they played against the Lincoln Way Patriots. So, I mean, the Patriots folded and the, the Patriots, I think, beat them in New Orleans, right? But national yeah. champion, Yeah. But, I mean, so the Houston Ducks and kind of like, you know, semi-pro and football in general in Texas is such a lifestyle that you're going to get those type of hard-hitting practices that may or may not mm-hmm. be equivalent to Juco or a four-year, you know?
1: Yeah, that's true. That's, that's super true. And the thing about football in Texas, period, is Texas is so big that yeah. there's so many teams. Right, so, like, right. instance, we played against – well, not we, but the Texas Colts played against, like, the Shamrock or some guys from, like, Massachusetts or something. Yeah. That's not that big. So it's nothing for them to low-key take the Shamrock and then add the best players from the other team to the Shamrock and go and compete versus here in Houston. If we did that, the team would be about 60-70 deep. Like, <laughs> 70 deep, it will yeah. be like – it wouldn't even be the original team versus right. – we they'll send the original team down there and compete. Still, right. but if we put together this team and go down like y'all come down, the shit wouldn't even be close.
0: Absolutely, absolutely, <laughs> and and I, and I think pro. and to your point about kind of you know the semi pro and it's funny I was talking to Malicious Guest Abdul about kind of loyalty in semi pro. Loyalty does don't don't mean shit because I mean, think yeah. about it, in pro sports, people, you know, motherfuckers get drafted and they leave the team that drafted them. <laughs> you know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? And so when some of my pro That's motherfuckers, and they talk about loyalty. It's like, what do you mean loyalty, bro? Like, I mean, we here, we're trying to win, you know what I mean? And it's, That's I mean, at the end of the day, it's still football, but it's also kind of, you're playing for your own. Like, I feel like it's almost like you're, you're playing for your own reasons. You know, everyone has different reasons. Some people are trying to use it to get, get to the next level, juco or college. Some people are using it just to kind of, you know, get, stay in shape, to play recreationally, mm-hmm. you know, some people, yeah, go ahead.
1: And that's kind of what I got into it for. Because the Lone Stars, they was like, yeah, we can get you back into college. We can do this. But I didn't know that college coaches don't respect semi-pro film.
0: (laughs) Right, right.
1: So when I went into it, I'm like, all right, I'm going to do this year. Get up all my film. And actually, I got – off. well, I didn't get an offer. I got accepted into Kilgore and Blinn. Blinn! Yeah, Kill shout out Blaine. Cam
0: Newton. Like, you know our boy Brandon Pablo Jackson got accepted into Blinn, thousand nine yeah. national Jack- Jack- champions. Go ahead. <laughs> yeah,
1: but when I um I contacted the coaches and stuff, and I was telling them about the film, and they was pretty much like, like nah, we can't we can't use this, like this, this <laughs> like say nothing shit, pretty boy. much, like. And Come I'm on, like, man, man, like, you know, damn. So had I went, I would, I still could have went and walked on and stuff, but I was just like. Again, I don't know if I could take this chance. Because at this time, I done went to, like, three different colleges. Like, my mom and I'm like, all right, look, I'm done. Like, you you got to figure this shit out on your own. Like, if you're going to go, then go. But, I mean, I can't do too much more. So, I mean, it was cool. But I was just like, nah, I'm good. So, I just stuck with the semi-pro in hopes that I could go to, like, arena or something like that. But, honestly, you kind of get lost in semi-pro. Like, yeah. the shit becomes to, like, you get so far into the playoffs this year, it's like, damn, I want to come back next year because I know yeah. you did it this year. Like, I know we can type shit. Addiction. You look up, you've been playing for five, six years. Like, damn. <laughs> 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 I gotta let all this damn time pass me and playing damn to my pro.
0: Yeah. And, and it's funny you mentioned that because it's like, you know, I mean, so many people, because it's like, you know, you pursue it for the dream with a dream right i have a dream mm-hmm. and i want to make that dream a reality by using this as a vehicle to get there and i'm not sure if you know darius prince but he was the first video interview he had on the show but darius prince was a was, was 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 his story was that he actually didn't even play football in college he ended up playing mm-hmm. basketball and then he basically played semi-pro and he used two years of semi-pro to get to the nal and then he balled oh, he the nal got to the afl he won the arena bowl 30 and he won the arena bowl mvp and he got on the eagles practice squad oh damn yeah. So, I mean, in my opinion, it's the greatest success story in semi-pro history. You know what I mean? Just Damn. because, you know, you've never, you've never heard of a guy not playing football in college, coming out and playing basketball and not being able to make the NBA. Then basically using semi-pro as a vehicle to get to the indoor, then get to the main tier one AFL and then get to the NFL, you know, Thanks. eventually, you know, it's just, it's crazy, you know?
1: And that's crazy that you say it because basketball is what kind of made football easy for me in the beginning. Right. Like, just i literally took everything that i knew from basketball and just put it in football so for me playing receiver was nothing from when i see this ball going i'm used to guys bigger like super big guys boxing me out for rebounds and shit but now i got this little five seven five eight corner trying to jump up in the air for me to get this ball like bro you don't like you don't stand a chance bro (laughs) exactly so that's kind of how i took it and then like I play guard, so as far as, like, with the ball in my hands, like, as far as making moves and all that, like, it's damn near, like, a crossover in basketball.
0: Like, just don't let you touch me. And and were you point guard or were you shooting guard? I played point guard. Point guard, okay. (laughs) And then, yeah, killer crossover, Well, in in AAU,
1: you kind of go both ways, but my main position was point guard because I like to facilitate. Like, I can get to the rim easy and facilitate easily.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. And they kind of actually and that's actually a good point. I forgot to ask you. Kind of when you started off playing football, were you a receiver primarily or were you kind of playing all different types of positions?
1: No, actually I started out as a quarterback.
0: Quarterback. Okay.
1: Yeah, I started out as a quarterback. And uh actually at Lamar we had like six. Like I said, I did the JPD joint and mm-hmm. then through JPD, they offered me to go to Lamar. I went to Lamar and I show up day one and we and you know, we getting our pads and stuff, and they was like quarterbacks, and literally like six freshmen walk up and I'm like. I was recruited, like, yeah. What the hell? So, as we doing the throws, like, I was doing well, but you can kind of put two and two together when you know, all right, that's that guy right there. Like, ooh, so after the practice, one of the coaches walked up to me, and he was like, "Hey, Jackson, do you play any other positions?" Because my cousin is Brandon LaFell. He went to um, he went to Lamar as well. So they was World like, "Champion,
0: yeah." World camp, they was yes.
1: like, "Yeah, shout out my boy." Yeah. They was like, "Doesn't play different positions. Can you?" I hardly knew anything about football. Like, I knew about it, but as far as, like, me playing different positions, I had only played quarterback. So I was like, "Uh, yeah. And he was like, what about receiver? Can you play receiver? And I'm like, yeah, like, no problem. And he was like, all right, tomorrow when you come, line up at receiver. I didn't know shit about receiver. (laughs) (laughs) I I was just a smart kid, and I caught on quick. So I kid you not, like, you know how they teach him how to run routes and shit. So I would always kind of line up in the middle towards the back. So I could just watch and learn whatever coaching them, titling the people in front of me. So by the time I get there, yeah, I'm good. And I kid you not, like I killed that shit. Like receiver is probably the easiest shit in football.
0: 100%. No, I play wide out, but I mean, they're using me special teamer because I think, you know, there dudes like you who are just long, athletic, play for all their life, and they're the best, you know, at their position, even at the Thanks. Ducal level. And it was good for me because it was a good learning experience for me to kind of learn how to play. You know, obviously, with Coach Dub, working with the elite, like my first practice at San Jose City College, James Jones was there from the Packers, just doing yeah. the ladder. And I'm just like, my first time ever being on a field, I'm like, oh, my God, bro. Like, his routes was everything. He's clean, G. Motherfucker yeah. was cold, bro. He just – in and out his breaks, in and out his cuts, off line, Thanks. inside release, outside release. He could be any coverage, any corner. Motherfucker was just a – at that size, you know what I'm saying? It's crazy Thanks. to see that. So, Thanks. yeah, and it's good. Yeah, go ahead.
1: And then what's even crazy, uh, I don't know if you know, this past year I didn't play um, receiver. I played corner. Right. Yeah, I played corner, and, man, that was a challenge, boy. Man, that was a challenge.
0: Cause you gotta like, you gotta you gotta run backwards as fast as the receiver is running forwards
1: to keep up with yeah. You. So in high school I play <laughs> in high school I played safety as well. But safety, yeah. you literally in the back and you just reading. And me being a receiver, I knew routes, I knew concepts. You can come lined out in something. I know okay, he can only go this way, he can only go that way. So the shit was easy. But at corner, shit different. You right here, especially if you in man, like shit was real so the, it was crazy how I got at corner we was just in practice one day and they had like a, the offense lined up like the second team lined up but we didn't have as many defensive people so yeah. I was like fuck it I'll go to corner so they was like alright man 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 and I didn't know the route but I kind of just realized like okay they lined up they had a speed throw on me and dude ran a go route so yeah. the whole time I'm on top of the route I boom make the play catch the pick and i like oh so I'm like, yeah, I'm like, damn, this shit Shit kind of cool yeah. Very next play, or like two plays later They do it again, I boom, jump, catch another pick And they was like Nah, you need to play corner <laughs> They was <laughs> like, bro, you six three, and you can Cover like this, like, like you fast They was like, yeah, you, you need to play corner So at first I was kind of skeptical, and I was kind of Mad, because the game, the first game Of the season, I played corner, I had like five Catches for like over 100 yards yeah. And I'm yeah. like, y'all can put me At corner? Like <laughs> <laughs> what like the fuck are you talking about like that should make no sense but it ended up working out I'm shit I'm a champion so I can't even can't even say
0: nothing and kind of talk to me about kind of the scheme adjustment corner because obviously you know I'm a Niers fan so you know Richard Sherman he 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 was he adapted well in the in in the zone the cover two but I mean then when you when 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 teams started you know exploiting the zone a little bit and started spreading spreading all the corners and the secondary thin you know obviously he got exposed so kind of talk to me are you are you better in man are you better in zone talk to me about that
1: zone for me is too easy because. Yeah. I have responsibility, but I don't have to just key in on this one guy. I can kind of right. just drive back and read the field. Me reading the field, that shit's easy. Yeah. For me, man, yeah. is probably the thing that I like working on the most, but I use my physicality against receivers. Right. So I know for a fact if I can beat your ass for these little five yards that you got, make it hard as fuck for you to get to this five yards behind me, quarterback not even looking your way no more type shit.
2: Right.
1: So, yeah, basic. I just – that, that was probably the biggest thing as far as scheme-wise was just figuring out ways to use my advantage as a corner, a big corner at that.
0: Exactly, because you know, when you have when you have length and size, you know. And back to Sherman, you know, I mean, back Legion Boom back in Seattle, I mean, they use them, they use them on one side of the field, but he was so good on that one side because he can he could body up, you know, Dez Bryant, he could body up yeah. Michael Crabtree because he's you know kind of like you, like you're long enough to where you can body them up, and if there's a jump ball situation, you'll be able to win those, you know. Uh, yeah,
1: my biggest threat was those little speeds, those little short, fast guys that can get underneath <laughs> you and all yeah. that. Yeah. Those were
0: the only ones that I had a problem with that.
1: When they come to the line, it's like, all right, I can't, I can't, cause a lot of the times you got some corners. Like I had a coach ask me one time when we was uh, in practice. He was like, why do you wait? Cause like in me, I kind of use basketball sense too. So like for instance, I'm gonna take my, I'm i I'm gonna line up on the inside. But you got most corners. Soon as the ball hike, they try to go for the hit. Me right. at receiver, I know that. So. A lot of the times when the ball hype, as soon as they do that, I know how to grab the arm, come underneath all that. So I'm like, let me not do that to myself and reach and a little guy come underneath me. And now I gotta, so I'm like, I just kind of just wait on him. I'm just reading his hips and I'm just reacting to him. So whichever way he go, he can sit there and dance all he wants to. I'm not finna give him that so he can use that against me and go past me. So I'm like, nah. And he was like, that makes sense.
0: <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Hey. And I mean, because obviously, like with a little guy, he, he they have the they have the leverage advantage because they get their shoulder lower. But at the same yes. time, you can use your size advantage to physically impose your will at the line. So that way, you know, you you give them whatever type of look you give, whether it's in, inside press, outside press. If you're able to press them effectively enough, then you'll like you said, you you'll be able to win that bat matchup.
1: You know? Anytime. Yeah, but but like I say, sometimes the guys they got them little move that hit you
0: with. <laughs> I'm gonna fuck you move ju- oh, cross your yeah. It's like That's damn.
1: So when yeah. I got them, I try to just I'm, – I'm, I'm just am I'm reading them hips like I'm not finna lunge or do nothing, and you hit my ass and be gone. Be the, like,
0: and, and that's an important no. point for, for, for any kid that's listening. You know what I mean? I don't mean to interrupt you, but you know, you know, all the kids listening, watch the hips. Never look at the eyes. Yeah. Watch the hips because wherever the hips. hips go, that's where he's going to go. So. I'm
1: telling you. I'm yeah. telling you, because and that too. And I mean, different coaches teach different stuff. So I want to tell you something your coach doing. This was my first year. So this is just something that I figured out for myself, being smart. And I yeah. was like, I'm gonna stick to this because it worked for me. Like yeah. that probably worked for coach and you and all your players, but this shit works tremendously for me. So I'm gonna stick with that. Because you yeah. gotta come to me. If I don't move, you gotta come to me.
2: Yeah.
1: And I'm finna whoop your ass for these little five yards that we got. I'm finna try to throw you out of bounds. Like if you looked at some of my clips, you saw. Yeah. I was throwing guys out of bounds. Like, it was one play. <laughs> yes. I had him that got up, and the quarterback threw the ball, and when we looked, the ball was flying past both of us, and he looked at the ref, and the ref was like,
0: I don't know what you're looking at me for. <laughs> looking at me <laughs> like, for. It's all legal. It's all legal. Yeah, like,
1: get it's off all legal. Of them, shit.
0: Yeah. Within those five yards, you uh, know, because it's a good point you make, within those five yards – any contact, anything goes. Like if you remember Deion Sanders, uh one of his sons, when he's when he was like, I'm not sure if you watched that film, but Deion Deion posted his, his his son just like bullying someone at the line. Same thing. He would just he would just he would just literally just put a, get his hands inside and drive the other receiver drive the receiver out of bounds every yeah. single time because yeah. he was taught that's, to kind
1: of go ahead. That's kind of my goal. Like I yeah. swear, if I got a guy who I know for a fact, like could be a guy my height or a little bit shorter than me, but he don't have that physical stature. My goal every play is to put you on your coach lap every chance, every every chance chance I get. Like, I don't want to sit here and play with you on. the No, every chance I get, I'm going to get underneath your pads and I'm going to drive you out of bounds every time.
0: So talk to me about your, you said you had a Chinese Football League tryout and you also have an upcoming Awesome Wild tryout. And I think you played some indoor, right? Haven't you?
1: No, no, no! I haven't played indoor yet.
0: Okay, yeah, okay. So yeah, so go to go and talk about your tryouts.
1: Oh man, with the tryout, uh, I got one from the Southeast Texas Titans coach, Coach White. Shout out, Coach White. He a real, real, real cool dude. Like he, real, he's a coach that I actually look out for you and try to get you some opportunities. But with the Chinese league, man, they kind of got us. So it was, <laughs> man, it was probably like hundred and fifty guys at the at the tryout. <laughs> I did. I did, man. I did. I did real good. Like I had a ran like a four six or like a, a high four five. Uh, I played quarterback and I played receiver. And I shit you not, bro. I and we had some man. We had some ballers there. Not even just speaking for myself. Like we had some dudes. out there I was that could play. Yeah. Get home. A Couple months go by. The draft night come on. It was like live streamed on Twitter.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I, I got people watching and everything, bro. Not one person from that combine got drafted
0: oh my god
1: all the people that got drafted the way that the league is is per team they got half chinese players and half american players so all the guys that were drafted were guys that already play arena right, right That are like already on like the high up arena league teams yep. and then the other half were like the chinese guys from china i was like bro like come on bro like so was that a money grab like
0: it pretty much the- was because because you know you call and half the Chinese motherfuckers already playing out there. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. <laughs> or
1: even even with some of the, the, the 35-year-old dudes you just drafted out of arena. <laughs> it's like, come on, bro. Like, yeah. You know, like, and not even saying just for me. Like I say, like I know. some yeah. of the other guys too. Like right. that shit was crazy, bro. That
0: shit yeah. was crazy. That show is crazy. And so, obviously, with yeah. that, I mean, it's funny you mention that because kind of that's that's another topic that's also been discussed while on the show. Because a lot of our listeners may have not known about international football, but football has such an international presence outside of just Canada and the US. You go oh, to yeah. Europe, you go to Canada, you go to China, you go to Brazil, you go, you old, go oh,
1: man, old old, listen, you know? just how they got basketball for people yeah. listening, younger people listening, just how they got opportunities to play overseas basketball. They got just as many for football. And that's some right. of them are even better. To be honest, like if you can get with a good, I want to say, like Canada or Mexico, for instance, like it's hella beneficial because it's it's bigger than football. Like they got youth programs where you help out kids, teach kids footballs. Like they teach you about the culture. Like it's a lot that goes into it.
0: And to that point, you know, obviously one of my teammates from JUCO who actually went to San Jose State, we had Nair's rookie mini camp, uh, kind of the kind of things. Manu, he finished his career playing out in Japan. In, in Japan. Mm-hmm. And it was like, you and he said it was the crazy experience ever because you're in Tokyo, you're in Hokkaido, you're in places you never even dream of being. Yeah. And, you know, it's just like, wow,
1: you know. Yeah. So, and then that's the thing. Most of the time, like at a certain age, like, you know, it is what it is. So, yeah, you just mainly getting the experiences out of it. Like who's who's can go to Brazil and Portugal, all these different countries, let alone just to play football or just to go, period. Like you got people willing to offer you to come here. So like, you can't beat that sometimes.
0: Hundred percent, hundred percent. And so obviously, and that's another interesting point you made about the politics because the CFL they have domestic and then they have international. See the Chinese Football League, same mm-hmm. thing, domestic and international. There's a, it, it's 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 all politics at the end of the day because like you know to your point, yeah, you may have better resume, but that doesn't mean that you're necessarily a better player at this stage in your career,
1: you know, exactly. than someone
0: from the combine. You know
1: exactly but and like you say it's stuff that at the time I didn't understand cuz angle I was mad I was mad cuz I I did real 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 You good. should be <laughs> you know what I'm saying like, <laughs> I was mad but like you said I understand because it's like a business thing but in arena it's kind of backwards than the actual NFL yeah. that's like for instance me if I was an arena player and I've been playing arena for like the past 5 years and I'm like 33 yeah versus you got me who's like 28 or 27 that's some guy who you can build on versus yeah. this guy. He, he on his way out, but you're going to take it as if, okay, I know what he can do. He'd been playing. He know the arena rope. So I'm going to just, I'm going to go and bring him in so he can teach these, these other guys who don't really know the game of football, football. And it's like, Hey, all right, I get it. But how in the NFL right now, I tell my family and friends all the time, I can work my ass off right now, but I'm 28 years old. I had a, a ACL tear. I've been playing semi-pro. I don't really have the, the film. You got thousands, almost millions of kids coming out of college every year. Every single year. Every year. So why would they take a chance with me when they got this fresh kid who ain't got no injuries, no nothing? He's still young. Like, so I was like, I understand the business aspect of it. So I can't even, can't even be mad.
0: And me too, obviously, because I started late, you know, I'm not saying that's an excuse because you I mean, we just talked about Darius Prince and he made it at the age of 27, 28, but he is one in a million. You know what I mean? You don't like yeah. he He actually, he said this on his interview and, and it, I'll never forget the statistic. He is w- only 1% of the world's population, less than 1% has made it to the NFL. The yeah, entire, and yeah. And he's true. part of that. You know, and that's so. true
1: because I used to sit back and I used to think like, "Damn, like that—that that was the dream, like that was the yeah. goal." And yeah. if I can't get to the goal, then it's like I'm just doing it for fun. But
2: yeah,
1: I'm not realizing there's so much other shit that you can get out of it. So many other different experiences, like this shit is endless, especially with sports. Not even it's- just football, just sports in general
0: hundred percent. And, you know, and, 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 you know, that life lesson is kind of what you said, you know, kind of lesson that you take away. It's not necessarily like, it's funny. It's funny. You said that because the same college team I I mentioned went to Japan, Manu, he actually posted, not so much out, Manu, if you listen to this, he basically posted on IG that, you know, it's like, it's like you're taught kind of what you said at a young age. Okay. I got to make the NFL and I got to be successful, make it big. Otherwise I'm a, I'm a failure. Mm. Like, no, man, no, 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 no. If you're able to play outside of high school, at a certain level. Some dudes can't even play post-high school because they got to, right. you know, their families are feast, they, they, they have other issue, issues in their lives. They get injured, you know, whatever it may be. You know, you just got to understand that it's a very difficult task to do, you know? And yeah. you need to take pride in that. So, you know, yeah. take pride in that. And show.
1: that that's another thing because I got friends who I went to high school with and I hit them up. i like, bro, you should come play semi-pro with me. Like, we should try to get a high school team back together. And then I look and half of them married with kids, yeah. got a job. They can't take off like that. And I'm kind of even getting into that situation where like this this needs- upcoming season, I'm not playing this upcoming season. Cause like my job and family and stuff. So it's just a matter of, like you say, you taking football for what it is at this point.
0: Yeah. You know, I mean, that's what it is. Semi-pro is kind of like that nice little outlet just to get that fix. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. and also kind of, sorry, go ahead. <laughs>
1: Oh, no, 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 you go, I wasn't
0: saying anything. No, okay, cool. No, I was going to say, yeah, kind of like, you know, and I think the bigger point is just obviously, like, you know, I mean, you had, you, I mean, even though, like you said, your original plan may have, may or may not, may your original goal make the NFL may or may not panned out. I mean, shit, you still were able to make it to, you're 28 and you're still playing, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like that, yeah. that, that in itself is pretty remarkable and it, it should be accomplishment that you could, that you can be proud of, so.
1: Oh, yeah, for sure. So, hopefully, hopefully, honestly, the um thing with the wow, hopefully, that I gotta
0: sit down. I'm, yeah, take a seat, bro. God damn, why are you standing? <laughs> I'm about to say, I'm like, bro, you should go, 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 go grab a seat, grab a chair, some shit geez, it's like, come on now. Because
1: <laughs> my girl, she in another room working, so I ain't want to disturb her. Yeah, yeah I got
0: you, I got you, yeah,
1: yeah. But, um, <laughs> yeah, hopefully, the um, the trial with the wow wild go well because that'll be a good opportunity. And I'm, I appreciate my boy Kobe for helping me out with that, so. Man, if that go, that'll be like another thing checked off the list, me being able yeah. to play arena football.
0: Yeah, because, I mean, I got to play arena football. So here's here, here's my story. Kind of you. I, I had a combine invite. With, I invited the Sabercats. Sounds the Sabercats back in the AFL, if you're familiar with them. They, they, were, yes. they were around. And then I was invited to them after my Juco, my sophomore season of Juco. I went there, and then I got cut. And then my then and then basically then they then they had a AIF the AIF League American Indoor League uh, they basically started a team out here at Stockton Wolves they they saw my film the coach called me I went to their trial then I got cut then I find 2012 and now it's my third time I'm like all right, the, the team team rebranded like Cal Eagles I'm like fuck man this is okay but I'm all, all right. then they, I came in and I had my tryout it was bound to me one other dude he had better numbers than me but they saw my effort and they're all hmm. like you know what we're gonna give it to you as long as you promise to come and you know lo and behold the rest yeah. is history. That's that's this one hey, right here. Cal Eagles, baby. What's Cop Champions. Hey, appreciate you, brother. Actually, no, let me let me show you what it says on the side. So special teams player of the year.
1: Oh damn, that's live.
0: Yeah, yeah. See that? That's shit? live as hell. Yeah. So but, I can't you know wait what? for mine
1: to come in from the one that we just got this summer. I just oh, it's yeah. crazy because I just texted the group chat yesterday with some like the little eyes, like yeah. he was like four to six weeks. I'm like, bro, like
0: <laughs> damn. Like you, you you already hop on the podcast and be like,
1: like, (laughs) but like I said, my all star ring somewhere in here, I just don't know where I put it.
0: For sure, for sure. That's cool, bro. I mean, I think, like, you know, you've had a great career football wise, and now you're in rapping, right? That's how you're for nine to five, right? So, kind of talk me about your rap career, talk about your stage, and talk me about that. I'm really interested.
1: Oh, man, the rap thing is kind of crazy. I, I didn't even expect to become a rapper, like. Yeah. I used to do it with my little brother, and people used to always be like, hey, man, we need another song. Or they used to just always repost my music, showing me how much they liked it. So I was like, let me try. Like, let me actually try to take it serious. Like, you know, go to the studio, do shows. And, man, when I said it took off, it took off. Like, it got to the points where I was doing shows. Where, I don't know if you know about it, but the Revention Center, White Oak Music Hall, I opened up the, um, Lil' Flip. Like Ooh yeah like it it got crazy i was on a radio uh, station one time i did a freestyle on the radio station had an interview well i've been on a couple radio stations like it, it it got big i ain't gonna lie
0: yeah it got big you know obviously now now here you are you're still able to manage that out with your kind of with your playing well you, you're kind of i think you're kind of waning out of the playing maybe you're still playing but kind of not i mean if you're getting austin wild indoor you know then you might yeah the thing
1: yeah. i'm focused i'm trying to focus on the indoor thing right now if the indoor uh-huh. thing go for me then cool but like as far as semi-pro I, I, like i said i'm taking a year off from semi-pro this year
0: yeah because semi-pro i mean bro i mean you're paying way too much money just to like you know get out there you know what i'm saying and like, i'm still
1: young like i just want to get my financials in my like, like i'm good at lighting life but i just want to take it to another level like i'm 20 almost 30 like I want to be good, like good, good, not still worrying about this, this and this plus semi-pro, like, nah. And That's then it. if I get to the point in life to where, like you said, do go to that next level and I'm, I don't semi-pro, like I'm, I'm good. Like, yeah. <laughs> I will fuck around and just own a team or go help somebody that own a team or something.
0: Yeah, easy, you know, help out and give back like that, you know what I mean? Yeah. So, yeah. But That's my all- thing is little
1: league. I'll, I always want like either, not even to own, but just like coach a little league team
0: yeah and you already have experience doing that so you could probably yeah. translate that so
2: yeah
0: yeah and I think kind of to your point I think obviously now with uh with rapping and you know, also kind of we talk about your future endeavors kind of you know my my situation was pretty similar to similar to yours because when I was 29 I played when I was 20 I actually so after after I got this ring I went mom's like get a real job get your ass back to school kind of like what you said like you know your parents <laughs> like they're out man like, I'm like right, I got you shit and I yeah. went back to school I got my career now in IT consulting which is why I do with my nine to five I have my own business so I have a bunch of contracts but essentially, I do that, and pretty much now, um, with that, then I essentially then kind of took took a break from football. Then I got a job, after I finished my master's, and moved to Chicago, and I started. Then to find out that arena is still big out, out in the Midwest and the East Coast and the, the South, right? Mm. So, I mean, basically, like in you know, the Chicago Falcons, I, I walked on there, my first experience ever playing on my pro, but it's crazy because we got to scrimmage against some of the indoor teams. So, teams I used to play against when I played when I got this boy, you know what I'm saying? Oh,
1: damn, and, that's crazy.
0: Yeah, it was it was live as fuck. the West Michigan Ironman G. I'm like, oh my god, dude, they got NFL players on <laughs> the. On the squad, game paid. I'm like, bro, you Damn. know what I'm saying? Yeah. So Damn. the experience was, was was live. You know what I'm saying? But you know, kind of, yeah. kind of. But like, go ahead, go ahead.
1: That's why I'm saying I'm hoping to at least just get that experience because, like, I played like you said in Cowboy Stadium and all that. But I know arena is, is is totally different and everybody be like, man, it's different from real football. But me, me being me and me knowing me, like, I'm 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 ready. Like, I'm that's nothing. I'm not tripping over.
0: Yeah. No. You know.
1: No. Nothing you you taking away players like you taking players off the field. shit that's making it easier for me. I ain't I got less people to worry about.
0: <laughs> exactly. You know what it's I'm saying?
1: It's like playing to me, it's like playing seven on seven with pads. Like I could be wrong because like you said, I've never really just had the experience of, of playing true arena, but
0: I like physicality.
1: So the yeah. hitting and all that, I'm not, I'm not worried about that.
0: Yeah, see for me it was it was definitely an adjustment because obviously like with the some some sometimes you have to play in like in like in like where there's like the with like the plexiglass, the bare, you know, kind of the bulletproof glass on top yeah. of the wall. And then, like when you went, and and the moment that you're you the impact when you when you hit it with your pads, and then you, like like it just it just it just flows your whole. It took me a while to adjust to that, you know. But but obviously, but now but now they made it so like like the original wall now there's enough like you know kind of padding, kind of like so where yeah. you, you just go over, kind of like you, I think you saw To when he was playing for the Wranglers, you know, back twenty twelve. Yeah. He just went over, you know, so it's easier.
1: Yeah. So like that's why I say I'm. It's different. It's something I never experienced, but like I said, as far as sports, I'm I'm good.
0: No, you got it, bro. You got the sports. side. I know I know we know you got it. You know, yeah, on A1 podcast, you heard it first, man. Pablo Allah, aka Pablo, Brandon Jackson. Brandon Pablo Jackson motherfucker. He's he's about to he's about to become an AFL uh, all-star, baby. <laughs> yes,
1: sir. Oh me, yeah. for real. Oh
0: me, baby. So mm. so now let's talk about sports outside of kind of your career, because you had a you I mean you've had you have a very good career. Everyone's seen Everyone who follows me has seen your highlights. when I posted to my story and oh, yeah. on IG, yeah, yeah, yeah. So no, know you, you good, all right. So, so they know they we know Pablo, we know Pablo, all right. Mm-hmm. So kind of sit out. let's talk about actual like actual sports because now we got NFL Wildcard Weekend coming up. Uh-huh. Who who are you rooting for? You obviously a Texas fan and Irish fan. Both our teams are out, but kind of who are you rooting for, and why?
1: Oh man, honestly, weirdly, I hope the Browns win, bro. Yeah. I want the Browns to win. Like on some like odd, weird stuff. Like that'll be <laughs> yeah. so dope to see the Browns win, bro. Like, like, and I know they not, but that would be so dope. Like, so for wild Card weekend, my surprise team, I want the Browns to win. And uh, uh after that, I don't know. The other team's just kind of just a toss-up. Like I said, once my main team out, you kind of just go for like players that you like, but I want to see the Browns win.
0: Yeah, because no, the Browns are the, are the story of the playoffs. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, for 18 sure. years.
1: Like, <laughs> man. Yeah, like, and then I used to, I don't want to say I used to be against Baker, but I wasn't on the Baker bandwagon at
0: first. Me but. neither. I was against him, bro. I mean, I'm going to say <laughs> I was against him. You know what I'm saying? Like, the corny ass commercials and shit. Like, this motherfucker man, doing this. Like, he'd be dancing like this. And like, I'm like, what the yeah, fuck are you doing?
1: I was like, man, this dude sucked, bro. Especially if you <laughs> play with him on Madden, bro. Like, yeah. dude, <laughs> suck, bro. So I was like, man, hell no. Hell no. But, bro, prove me wrong. Him yeah. and Josh Allen. Well, I always was kind of a Yeah, a fan, me too. Yeah. I believed yeah. in Josh Allen, but that's another team. They 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 beat us last year, so
0: yeah, Now the Bills, the Bills are a team to watch. You know, what I mean, yeah. the Bills, I mean, the boys, they 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 won six or seven straight. And I mean the two seed, you know, what I mean, I mean, everyone's talking everyone, everyone's on the Chiefs, you know, and I mean on Wednesday, Wednesday against Lincoln Kennedy. I asked him, you know, does he does he believe? He's like, he's like, Yes, yeah, he, like, he does, but the issue is that they're inexperienced, whereas Patrick Mahomes yeah. and the Chiefs, they have that that's- experience.
1: Exactly, and that's why I was about to say it's gonna be hard to get over the Chiefs, like, it's yeah. gonna be super hard because they've been there, like, and it's pretty much damn near the same team. And they that added a saying. couple weapons, like, so yeah, it's gonna be hard, it's gonna be real tough to get around them. But I don't know, man, it's just something about Josh Allen. And then now you got Stefan Diggs, like, bro, Ooh. bro yeah, yeah. Stefan, oh man, yeah, it's gonna be tough to get around them Chiefs, yeah. man. My Browns. I'm racking with the Browns through these playoffs, man. Matter of fact, why you playing? Yeah. Why you playing? Hold on, let me see. Can I get this down?
2: Hold on. I'll finish oh,
1: yeah, 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 down. Yeah, yeah. yeah, you got it. How down I am with the Browns, my boy.
0: Yeah, let's see this shit. Oh, we got the number two. Hey, man. This is going on IG. Hey, this is going on IG. Yeah, that's there. Hey, that, oh, man. The Johnny. Oh, my God. The yes, Johnny money. Sir. Oh, man. Johnny football, show baby. You
1: how down I am <laughs> with the Browns, baby. Yes, yeah sir. you're loyal
0: god damn
1: yeah dude, nah, i was like, a super johnny manzel fan
0: yeah yeah johnny Manziel was kind of like you know he was kind of like he had all the hype and all the expectations and I, it sucked when it didn't pan out you know because baker mayfield basically is what johnny Manziel could have been you know
1: yeah yeah and that was johnny fault that was all johnny fault he had to realize you were nfl quarterback like all that extra shit like do that in year five when she was established like once you're good, you didn't won your ring, or not even won a ring, but you established yourself. Like, bro came out the gates, like trying to be a rapper. Like, not trying to be a rapper, but you know, trying to live that lifestyle. And it's like, <laughs> yeah,
0: come on, bro. Trying come to live on. the rapper lifestyle, trying to be a superstar, yeah. trying to do and too much. Like, you know what yeah, I'm saying?
1: Yeah, bro. Like, folks just like what happened, bro. You go and do all that and you don't perform on the field, you gone. Yeah. Like, you're not Dion. <laughs> like, yeah, <good idea. laughs>
0: yeah. Hey man, Dion was prime before, before, before prime was even in fashion. G that motherfucker man. was got the Jerry curls and the shades and the chain, and he's on the phone, just like, ooh man. Peyton,
1: Peyton Manning was my favorite player growing up, like my favorite player, like. But Dion is my favorite football player of all time, easily, all time.
0: Yeah, see, for me, my favorite football player is Randy Moss. Um, you know, you, you, you actually, you actually, you, your game resembles his game more. As a receiver, because you're longer and and and, yeah. and, 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 and you and you kind of you 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 make those catches where you're able to moss people like you know. Yeah, that was my company. favorite receiver growing up. Yeah, for sure. You know, that was for easy. sure. Yeah, you know, I mean, I wore number eighty-one because my first year was 0- 07 was my senior year. Then 08 was when I walked in at Santa City, and then and then and then eighty was taken. So like, what number you want? Eighty-one was available. Randy Moss went eighty-one for the Patriots, just you know, randomly. Oh yeah, but, yeah, yeah, yeah. But you know, even, even though even though I was a little undersized slot my 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 the main work I got was on special teams, and I made a career on special teams, right? But it was just like watching Randy Moss. I mean, bro, like, oh golly, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Question.
1: Who who do you think is the uh, top receiver in the league right
0: now? Right now, fuck man! Right now. I just I just had a discussion on Monday, bro. I'm so glad you now we can talk about it. I want to get your opinion too. Okay, so me and my boy from college, JC from Tashim, right? Um, we we had we had it, it was between Devontae and Tyreek and D Hop, and between me, this is just me, just me. I'm gonna say Devontae because his route running and his ability to kind of and I, I I've seen Tyreek, I've seen Devontae play in person. Uh, uh, I've all, I've all seen D I actually, I've seen all three of them play in person. I saw D hop three years ago when I saw him play the Browns when I was there, you know, in, in your city uh, uh, at uh, a, what was that? NRG. Yeah. NRG yeah. stadium. And then basically then uh, I saw uh, Devonte in the NFC championship game in January when he came here to play my Niners and, and we, and, and we woke their ass. But I mean, I, I, and then also I saw Tyreek Hill when he came three years ago to play the Raiders. And <laughs> I, and, and I think the popular answer would either be, be, be D hop or Tyreek. Um, my personal choice is Devontae only because of his route running, in, in the sense that if, if if you put Tyreek Hill on the Packers, I don't know if he is as successful yeah. as Devontae Whereas he, if you go ahead
1: for me, Patrick make um makes him better than what he is. Tyreek, yeah, he make him pretty much who he is because you got a who can throw the ball yeah. eighty yards down the field with a guy who would have got run down near four one. Like it's a match made in heaven. Like yeah. So with that, like nah, for me it's D Hop it's D hop for me. And, and you make a good point with the route running and all that, but with D hop, just throw it, (laughs) just throw the ball. And that's kind of how I was like as a receiver, like I had good route running, but just throw the ball, bro. Like literally it'll be plays to where it'll be like third and something like third and long. And the quarterback will come to the huddle and be like, BJ, you got to go on one. And that would be the play. And I used to tell my other homeboys, I'd be like, bro, I know the other receivers be mad as (laughs) fuck, bro. Like for the quarterback to come to the huddle and be like, BJ, you got a streak. On one, on one. And they just sitting there looking like, what the fuck we supposed to do? (laughs) (laughs) Like (laughs) And I used to literally like throw it up. Like, and this shit used to work, like.
0: Yeah, and kind of to your point, right? I mean, I mean, I can tell you're kind of the quiet methodical type of player, just like D Hop, you know. Whereas, yeah. like, you know, the highlights in the film speak for itself. You don't need to be doing all the extra shit. You know oh, yeah. Saying?
1: See, no, I'm not into that. It was crazy because I, I kind of later got into, like, the celebrating and stuff, but I remember I had a homeboy one time. He was like, bro, you be making some sick-ass catches, and then you'll just get up and throw the ball to the ref and then just walk back to the huddle. Like, nothing happened while the whole field going crazy. Like, Yeah. <laughs> I be like, bro, that shit's normal. Like, that's what I'm supposed to do. Like, like I don't get excited off that shit. Like, I get excited, but Like, no, come on, let's go do the next play type
0: shit. Next play, baby. Short-term memory. Short-term memory. Next play, next play, next play. Yes. And I, man,
1: speaking of short-term memory, bro, I got homeboys and shit, bro, they can remember games from, like, three, four years ago. They can remember the quarter, the team we was playing, and then they'll ask me something, and I'll be like, bro, I barely remember who we played last week. (laughs) (laughs) The week before, like, after the game, like, I got film. If I need to, I can go back and watch film, but yeah. I don't remember how many catches I had. Like I don't. I, once the game over, it's over. Yeah, no. Like I, I mean, remember my fuck ups more than I do my my accolades.
0: And and that's the biggest thing because if you're able to kind of focus on your errors, you'll be able to always in you know, this constant state of of, of self improvement every mm-hmm. single time you hit the field. You know what I mean? Fact.
1: Yeah. So that, that's that so true. And that was something that I learned at corner. Yeah. Because at corner, I was like, I can try to just do all the stuff that I know I do, but then it's gonna be times where you fuck up. So like during the Super Bowl, I had an interception almost took it back, but then I also gave up two big ass catches. So yeah. we won the game, but I was still mad as fuck that I had gave up two catches and everybody was like, nigga, you a champion. Like, fuck yeah. that. Like you had a pick and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, yeah, bro. But I gave up two big ass catches. Like, like <laughs> hell no, bro. Like <laughs> to this day, bro, like them two catches still bother me. Like I gave up yeah. three catches all year, one, Probably like two or three weeks before the Super Bowl, and then those two, all oh, so, year.
0: And, and when you say Super Bowl, you mean the, the the semi-pro national championship, but bowl game, right?
1: Well, I don't know if they considered that one the national championship, but for here in Texas, we were the only people, like the only the, the, league, the
0: league, the league championship.
1: Yeah, we were the only league running last year in Texas, so I guess you can call it state champions.
0: State champion, yes. Yeah, the semi-pro, yeah. State, okay, yeah. State championship game, yeah. The the, the, the I Texas wish Super they
1: bowl. gave us an invite so we can go to um Florida yeah, sure. somewhere and go look at somebody.
0: Yeah, no, I mean, because that's the thing, bro. I mean, like, y'all got – Texas is the is the football state. Like, I mean, I don't understand how teams and, – and no disrespect to any of my teammates who listen to this in Chicago or anything like that, but, like, if y'all was going to go to Florida, I mean, it would be a different level of competitiveness, and that would help improve the game so much more because – Yeah,
1: exactly. It would. Know, yeah. Honestly, man, I wish – I know they got the – I forget the name of the league. MSFL it's one league GDFL I believe
0: mm-hmm.
1: they actually travel like it's teams that go from state to state and play but man I think we really should get like a league similar to the NFL to where players travel like week to week or like yeah. whenever they can to go and play against teams in different states versus just playing against the same dudes every week year after year after year
0: yeah because then at that point it just it just it, it just becomes it just becomes a groupy kind of community you know and
1: that's exactly what it is bro like like you can still have your little sub leagues but get one main league like that that we travel we go play against hell dallas and Antonio. like we can start out playing all the texas teams first and then like for playoffs or whatever go and travel against the state teams but this me playing against the guys that live on the other side of town or my friend that stayed door to me we on two different teams type sh- like that shit don't make sense. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) That shit makes no sense.
0: Because you ain't going to get better. They ain't going to get better because you all know each other. You know what I'm saying?
1: Like like me and Kobe was cool as hell when we were on two different teams. Yeah. It wasn't just till this past year that we both played for the Spartans. (laughs)
0: <laughs> exactly You're like hey what's up boy you know and, and, and yeah. i love that you know because it's like yeah you because know, sam brings people together and, and like yeah man yo hey what's up boy like hey, i gosh, you explain and then and you find either you burn him or he locks you up and vice versa
1: and <laughs> it's crazy because this year we with the covet stuff all the other leagues canceled so my league had a draft yeah to where we could draft players from the other league and it's yeah. a joke like i call myself pablo palenka like i'm a gm Oh, we're going to get in that.
0: Go, 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 go. go.
1: Yeah, <laughs> I call myself Pablo Palenka. So I'm Palinka, like, boy. Yeah. I say, I, me and Kobe, we, was, we always play PlayStation together every day. And I was like, you trying to ball, bro? Like, and he yeah. was like, hell yeah. Like, and I was like, say less, Pablo Palenka got you, my boy. So <laughs> I hit up the squad. And I'm like, hey, Kobe said he trying to ball. And they was like, oh, shit, he was, he was finna be our next pick. So yeah. I hit him back. I'm like, hey, you finna be the next pick? Woo-woo, and And they drafted my boy.
0: The field boy, man. Hey, yo, man. That's good shit. Now you you mentioned a name. That's my team. That's my team. The the Lakers, man. The uh, the uh, Don. I call me my we call him Don Palenka. We his as Don Palenka.
1: Do I gotta oh. show more? Oh, 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 oh.
0: <laughs> he said, team, hey, boy. Hold hey, on, I just, just had this on yesterday. Okay, okay. Oh, okay. That's no, that's no the, yeah, the keep Lonzo that up. Ball. Hey, no, no, keep that up. Keep that up. Look. <laughs> yes, yes sir. sir. Hold on, hold on. Yes, sir. <laughs> oh you got the green ray. Oh Ingram. Okay, okay. Yes,
2: sir. Yes, hold sir. on. I, damn,
1: I just I got a black Kobe one I just took off yesterday. Yes, it's sir. around the house somewhere. But I just took the black Kobe one off yesterday. The one with the sleeves. Yeah. Yes, sir. That's my squad. Yes, yeah. sir. You said the Lakers. Yeah. Oh here. We got my LeBron shirt.
0: Oh, there we go. Oh, there we go. Ayo, hey, yo, hey yo, hold that up real quick. Let me let me let me, just, let, me, let, me, just, let, me just, let me just let me just let me just turn this around. There we go. That's iconic. That's iconic. That's iconic. That's iconic. All right. Yes, sir. We in here, baby.
1: (laughs) What's in the right squad, man?
0: Yes, sir. Yeah, I was about to ask you. I I didn't know if you're a Rockets fan, but I I, I assume you're a Lakers fan. I assumed. I just don't. I I didn't know how. Go ahead. Talk to me about that.
1: Okay. So, by default, I'm from Houston. So, like, I subconsciously root for the Rockets. Like, I kind of have a choice. But as far as, like, my fandom, like, you won't find – ain't no Rockets jerseys in here like (laughs) none of that so like i told you i was when i was young growing up i played basketball my big brothers they all played basketball so i always was watching basketball espn old stories like so like for me learning the history of basketball showtime was like the shit to me like magic johnson and all them like it was just something about that me as a kid always watching them old tapes and not tapes but like you know stuff on tv i was like i like them like I like the Lakers, and then I like Kobe Bryant. Like Kobe yeah. Bryant was my favorite player. Like him and Carmelo Anthony. It was mainly Kobe, and like from just then on, me being a young kid, them was they were kind of a Rockets rival. So when the house, everybody going for the Rockets, and I'm the one sitting there like Lakers. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then we was winning championships. Like, yes, sir. Like, hey man, hey man,
0: shot Kobe than Kobe.
1: You all right, all right? Yes, sir. And then the even better part about it, like. Even when Kobe went through his bad years, I was with him. After yeah. we won like 10 years ago, and then we went through all these bad years, I was with him. I was still Laker pride, Laker like down. Like, so when we won this past year, oh man, I let everybody
0: hear it. Everybody. Yeah, yeah. Cause you know, bruh, same thing with me. I got to see Kobe play in 2011 when he came and play the Warriors before the Warriors became the Warriors because they're also a hometown team. Like, uh, like, I mean, it was Lakers. Right. And then obviously Lori's became the warriors. And then I'm just sitting here. I'm like, do I like, this doesn't really mean shit to me because I'm like, <laughs> I was able to go. I got to see Kobe Bryant play January. Tw- I think it was a 29, 21st, 19, 2011 I'll never forget the day. And then he makes, he makes last two free throws and, I, and I'm sitting in the nosebleeds, but I still remember. Cause it's like, you're just watching it as like, he comes up the floor. Then it's like, okay, Kobe Bryant in the game to substitute for whoever it was. Right and then yeah. he's making those last two free throws and then he then and then that seals the game. And then I mean, I don't know, it just has such a lasting impression on me because I'm like Kobe Bryant is that motherfucker who just will never quit. You know what yeah. I mean? And like you know, obviously the next year he, had, he he tore his he tore his Achilles and then mm-hmm. he still came back on the floor to, to finish his free throws. Like yeah. that motherfucker was cold, boy. Yeah,
1: Kobe that's the I everything that I do in sports I do it because of kobe like mamba mentality is something i've been following like for Let's years like and I, that's why we're number eight or award number eight this year was because was of kobe like yeah like you, you can't quit in sports like there it ain't no quit whether it's anything like you you're running and you're getting tired like there's always that little extra go in you You just got to find a way to get down in there and find it it's like bad. if it's black at whether it's shooting free throws running routes throwing a ball like if you get your ass out there and just continuously work at it ain't no excuses like no excuses
0: you know and i think that and and and, and, you know how he inspired you inspired me inspired millions of people millions of kids across the globe you know i'm saying like someone someone was saying that's just a political narrative i'm I'm, I'm not getting political but they're like oh these athletes aren't heroes they're not heroes the real heroes are firefighters police officers you know doctors i agree to that some to some degree but like when you're coming up in the inner cities, when you're coming up, you know, from the projects, it's just like you look at LeBron who came from that same life. You know what yeah. I mean? Like he, he didn't have a father. He basically had a single mom and he was able to kind of get to what, you know what
1: people just fail to realize is in sports, they, you you learn life lessons in sports. Like Bingo. your little league coaches and shit for some, they don't have they don't have fathers. So them little two to three hours or however long it is that they're dealing with whatever coach they got, that's like Dad um, like dad. A moment that he going to remember forever. Like, I was fortunate enough to have my father in life, but I still remember every single coach that I had. Still remember some of the lessons that they taught me. Lamer. Even right. from Kobe, like, I go into situations or like, you could be dealing with something, and it's like, you can't make no excuses because at the end of the day, you got to be the one that it. Like, if you don't want it for yourself, can't nobody else push you to do something. Like, whether it's working out, wanting a better job, whatever. Like, if you don't want it for yourself, don't nobody else... Want it for you and i learned that through sports not from my parents like
0: yeah and that's and that's exactly it with me too it was like through through walking on and kind of playing juco without having played high school like that was the same thing for me it was my kind of that was my exposure to those life lessons of kind of you know you gotta you gotta invest in yourself to make sure that you maximize the most for your future you know what i mean yeah you know, and I think obviously it's been successful because here we are, you know I mean? We're on, you know, we got a platform now to talk about this and kind of, you know, share, share, share our experiences and our journeys. But I think kind of to your point, which is a very important one, like coaches are father figures um, in the sense that like, you know, like you said, like a lot of the guys may not have their fathers in life. So, you know, they have the coach be the father. My coach, Coach Dove, he still calls me nephew. He calls everybody nephew. You know what I'm saying? Like, oh, yeah, what's up, Neff? I'm like, what's up, Coach <laughs> Dove, man? What's good, baby? was like, good, baby? You know what I'm saying? So that's 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 the that's the um the intimacy of um of having of having a coach in your life who who has that impact on you you know and kind of can can show you some things that you only you could you only you can um take extrapolate that your parents could not you know kind of bestow upon you even though your parents did do everything for you and they are your heroes your coaches yeah. kind of give you those life lessons that you know kind of help you also become a man like like yeah. not just in football outside of football you know what i'm saying yeah so,
1: That's too true. And like I say, like, and most people are like, they don't really realize that like athletes, coaches, like just sports in general, like play such a big part in the world that I don't know where we would be without it, to be honest, like to be dead honest. Like, and even with like how people mad at the football and basketball players for speaking out against certain shit, like it's like they got the platform and shit, why not? And it's bigger than sports. Like whether it's a social injustice statement a lesson that they teaching somebody like is all bigger than just the actual sport.
0: 100%. You know, sports is one thing, but it's always focused on the bigger picture. And that's exactly yeah. it. Damn, Cause I bro. mean, at the end of the day, we playing this
1: sport for something bigger than just the sport. Like we not playing, like we all love the sport that we play, but at the end of the day, we playing this for a better life. Like for something to come from this, like there's no guy in this world that's going to sit here and be like, Oh yeah, I can go to the NFL and not care about my chick. Like I just, I just want to be NFL. Like, really? Come on, now.
0: <laughs> come on now. <laughs> like,
1: we all getting there to be able to change our life, our parents' life, the the ones close to us, like on top of us loving this sport. It's
0: facts, not facts. Because it's, it's gonna real get
1: real. to a point to where some players they fall out of love and be in the NFL, but you've built this lifestyle and you got so much shit going on that you got to maintain that You got to strap up and make this shit work for a couple more years. If not. Lifestyle about to change,
0: facts, real facts. You know what
1: I'm saying? So, man. So some people fortunate, some people in a good position, and realize that some don't. But like you say, you got to just go with the cars that's dope.
0: The old cars that's dope, hundred percent, hundred percent. So, man. Shoot, bro. I, I don't even know how to follow that up. <laughs> I'm just like serious, <laughs> like, because you mean you just you, you fucking, you, you know what I'm saying? Pablo, bro, with the fucking, with the words of wisdom on Friday.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, your boy know a little something, something, man. So, so,
0: so, yeah, yeah, yeah. for sure, for sure. <laughs> Shit. Shoot, man. What else? I mean, any, any, I don't know, any closing thoughts for listeners, viewers? Kind of, you know, what's the story for 2021? So, talk uh, about-
1: 2021, your boy will be working on. A lot more music. I just dropped a single probably like two weeks ago. It's on every streaming service. So just look up Pablo Ala on Google, YouTube. Anything is going to pop up everywhere. You can look it up on Amazon, goddamn, and It'll pop up. But go buy it. I mean, don't buy it. Go stream it. I don't even want you to buy it because it's out there for free. Oh yeah, I ain't that type of person. Like Me too, yeah. Go jam if you need the link, any link. I'll let you, boy. Football-wise, hopefully uh, January, I think, 16th. Hopefully this tryout go good with the Austin Wild. Your boy can finally call himself a semi pro. I mean, not a semi pro, a professional football player on top of a champion. And yeah,
0: yes sir, yes sir. I'm looking forward to it, man. Hey, I'm. I'm we might have to have you back on if it all goes well. You know, just oh, yeah. kind of talk about that.
1: Yeah. And anytime you need me on, just let me know. Yeah, hell yeah, hundred percent. Co-host. Anything just let oh, me know. Oh, yeah,
0: like, no, no. For sure we're going to now because now because now that we both Lakers fans, I got someone who I can finally talk to. Because all these fucking busted ass motherfuckers who got ain't 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 ain't, ain't, ain't understanding. You know what I'm saying? So
1: <laughs> one more thing. Who you yeah. got? What well, how you feel about the big game tonight? Lamelo versus Lonzo.
0: Oh god, I, I'm conflicted, bro. I, I I honestly I mean you you tell me because I'm conflicted. <laughs>
1: I'm a I, I'm a fan of both, like that's so my it, thing, it, bro. Like,
0: I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: But a small part of me, a small part—fuck that—a big part of me want Lamelo to bust Lonzo ass tonight. <laughs> yeah, exactly, G. I got my boy Jersey right here. I got yeah. Lonzo Jersey right here. Yeah, and I Lamelo get off in his ass tonight. I promise you.
0: No, I, I, I'm, I'm, for me, that's a bet. That's a bet and a half because if you think about that shit, bro. Like, I mean, like Lamelo, out of all the brothers, the Ball brothers, he's the only one who actually looked. Like an uh, NBA player from day one.
2: Yeah.
1: Yeah. And
0: now you see him. Here he is.
1: Like, if he come out tonight and have the same stats he's been having these past couple of nights, that's a dub for me.
0: Yeah. Go up that's against it.
1: your big brother, first time in the NBA, and you put up some kind of numbers. It's a dub.
0: And, <laughs> <laughs> and he's only 19. He's only 19. Yeah,
1: exactly. Like, if, if LaMelo would come out and score 20 on his brother tonight, have about five rebounds, seven assists, I'd be good with that.
2: Because yeah. they not going
1: to win the game. Let's just cut that out now. <laughs> the Hornets about to win this game tonight, so let's take a little a uh, moral victory out of this.
0: something. Max, Max, one hundred percent. Oh, and my
1: me? boy Leangelo I don't know if people know, but my boy Leangelo Jello Ball just got signed to a G League team. Well, oh, he wow. didn't get signed to the team; he got signed to the league, and they're doing a draft for the bubble. So, my boy will be getting drafted soon for the for the G League bubble.
0: Okay, okay. So, is Jello? You know Jello personally, or or just?
1: No, I actually talked to him like one time him and oh. mellow when i did the jba thing i created the jba on 2k a couple of years ago okay and it blew up like it was on overtime like everything And went overtime uh some of the guys that's a part of the jba league you know what that is right
0: yeah what is it the, oh, well, I, well i know but, but tell listeners
1: oh well yeah the junior basketball association is something that lavar ball the lonzo ball and Lamelo dad ball created for like them and like other kids to get opportunities to play basketball and I pretty much took that league and created it in 2k and it was crazy. It got to the point to where the players was DMing me, asking me like, hey, I want to see my rating. What, how my dude looks, stuff like that. And uh, a B the hero, uh, a couple more guys that work with the league with some of the commentators and stuff, they was actually in contact with me. They helped me out with a bunch of stuff. Like they got me in contact with, um, Jello and Mello. Like I had like a, not a conversation, but like, you know, Shot a couple words with him about the game and stuff, and yeah, it, it was cool.
0: No, that 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 shit sound dope as fuck, man. Gee, you, you do it all, <laughs> do it all.
1: I do, I do everything. Literally, I do make graphics. And shout out my boy Tory Graham too. I know hey. my boy's probably gonna watch this, so yeah, my boy be killing the graphics now too. So I, he got that torch though. So I don't even wanna plug in my graphics. I get that to Tory, my boy be killing that.
0: Hey bro, no, I saw I saw recently posted on Facebook the the new merch, right? The new merch you guy, you know the shoes, yeah. in and I was like, hey, I told him, I'm like, hey bro, I see you over, I see you over there, you know what I'm hey, saying? Hey,
1: like, man. Need to shout out Grand Slam Graphics, go highlight my boy Tori Graham on Facebook, or yes, sir, let bro. me, i I'll, I'll send him to you or send you to him, however you know, I got you.
0: It's my boy. Percent, hundred percent. You know, Pablo, appreciate your time, and once again, let the listeners know how they how they can tune in to Pablo a lot
1: oh man go search pablo a on anything literally anything spotify apple music youtube just type it in google and it'll
0: pop up and also pablo La on instagram and pablo jacks on facebook man plug it into your boy man big things 2021
1: yes sir and be checking out some stickers everywhere if you in the city of houston i got these homina stickers from my last tape posted places so if you see one take a picture with one send it to me i post you
0: Oh, Check that out, repose and reshare. You know, spend the love, spread love, man. Get you give as you get, you know, give and yes receive 100%. Yeah. All right, well, you know what? Hey, man, I'm, I'm gonna reconnect with you. I mean, we obviously, you know, we, we, we talk, so I mean, like, I'm gonna reconnect with you after probably after your tryout, I and mean, we'll we know we'll see what's good, you know, okay, so, for sure, for sure, baby. All right, no, best of luck to that, you know. I mean, know all the listeners, you know, um, you know how you know how to reach them, and the man, the myth, legend himself, Pablo La, Pablo, but Jackson, Brandon, appreciate you having on, brother. Take care.
1: Oh, man, appreciate you for having me, bro. Have a good one,
0: you too, baby. I right, take care.
1: All uh, right. Like